We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two clutch free throws there, and that'll do it officially. They should run to the locker room right now. <laughs> took a long time before they could finally clinch this one. That won't count. As the Knicks, they weren't sharp. And it was, as mentioned, agonizing down the stretch, but they get the win as Jalen Brunson would not let the Knicks lose tonight. Yep. 20 points in the fourth quarter, 41 for the game. Maestro, the virtuoso performance by Brunson would not be denied off the bat. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here with you after a Knicks victory. Over the Washington Wizards, after which every Knicks starter played 38 or more minutes. The game was close throughout. Those guys must be more exhausted than they have been in their entire lives. And me sitting in this chair throughout that entire game feel close to as exhausted as I've ever felt in my, in my entire life. That was brutal to watch. It was almost like watching a war movie, like one of the really intense ones where like you really feel like you're in it. You feel the tension, you feel the exhaustion, you feel the intensity. Like they put you kind of on the battlefield. I'm watching like every Hartenstein rebound as he lands on both feet. And I'm like, is his knee just going to buckle? OG Ananobi, what's that? 87 minutes in two games back to back on a back to back. Not no overtimes involved. And I guess you got to come out of it and say 2-0. and Did what you had to do. I mean, Jalen Brunson was the offense in the fourth quarter. There was nobody else handling the ball. He scored or assisted on basically every single bucket. While grimacing throughout the entire quarter. Like, that's concerning. <laughs> That's concerning. Somehow, Macri gives me these games, always, like the worst wins. <laughs> the worst wins. At least they're wins now. Last year, they were all losses. Now I get the worst wins, where you come out and you're like, just relieved that it's over. That's what it felt like watching that game. Like I was on the battlefield, grimacing with each jump, with each, with each bump, with each ankle twist. Like, these guys must be, they're going to ice until Saturday night. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy what's going on. So you, you did what you had to do. You won the game. The takeaways is and has been now for a year and a half, it's Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is everything. He is a hero. He is a hero. He is everything that this city was looking for in a point guard, in a leader, in a star player, like, delivered. we've all said it a million times already. I'm not sure I'm going to have more to say on it. I'm sure with some of the super chats, you guys need to help me tonight because I got to get through it with you. We're going to talk. We're going to have a good time. We're going to get there. I'm I'm exhausted. So Jalen Brunson's a story. He's always a story. He's always been the story. But the larger picture here, other than beating the Washington Wizards, which you had to do, the larger picture is like, what, what, this can't, this is not sustainable. This can't be this can't be the formula until certainly not post trade deadline, but even I'm not sure we can get to the trade deadline like this. You're going to kill these guys. 
And I'm not Mr. Minutes Police. I never have been. You guys know that about me, I'm sure. Those who follow my account or the Dick's Film School, like, I am not that guy. But there's a level at which, like, this is nuts. Isaiah Hartenstein's seven feet tall. Like, no, no seven-footers play this kind of minute load. It's, it's insane. And I think you saw it tonight. Like, he was not the same force tonight. On the offensive glass, certainly, against Marvin Bagley, of all people. Like, did not have the energy. A lot of shots that were short tonight. You can see it from the beginning of the game. Like, the legs weren't there. Understandably, the legs weren't there. I'm not upset at the Knicks' effort, really. Like, this one just was going to be a huge grind for them. Um, I'm, not, I'm not disappointed in anyone. Um, you know, Grimes didn't make any shots. Every shot was short. And it's not even like he's playing a ton of minutes. So maybe I should, I should be a little harder on him. But it just felt like collectively... There was no energy. There was no lift. And so you grinded out a win, I guess. Like, that's the obviously the positive. The bigger picture question is, like, how are they going to not be in this situation game after game? The bench unit's a disaster. They can't, they can't, they can't create any kind of offense. Now, I think part of that's on the coach because they're basically running the same system as if Jalen Brunson's in the game or Julius Randle's in the game and neither's in the game. Like, no, Deuce McBride can't just break you down off the dribble. OG Ananobi isn't that guy. Like, you have to actually run stuff to create advantages. You have shooters on the floor. Like, can we can we try to be a little innovative in the offense to create some semblance of flow and advantage creation on that second unit? Right now, it's an absolute disaster. But I'm like, I am dreading the moments that those guys come in the game to have to watch that offense. It's like going to the dentist. I'm like, I'm dreading the appointment. And then it doesn't happen in the second half. Deuce McBride didn't get in in the second half. We got Evan Fournier minutes in the first half, which went about as, you, how, about as you'd expect. Deuce McBride doesn't even get in the game. He doesn't deserve to sit in the second half. Like he's been, I think what you basically could have asked about it from him in the last, you know, since the trade. And to the bigger picture point, I Tibbs, the, here's the reality. Tibbs doesn't trust Deuce McBride. He's he's telling you. Tibbs doesn't trust Precious Achua. He's telling you. Tibbs isn't subtle. He's sending a message. I don't know whether it's implicitly at the front office, whether it's just this is how he wins games. And he but like he's either way, he's sending the message to everybody loud and clear. He doesn't trust more than six guys on this team right now. Um, and so like a deal has to be made. A deal has to be made. And it's the front office's job at this point. It's it would be irresponsible unless they're going to force the coach to do something different with his rotations. It would be irresponsible to the guys you have invested a lot of money and time in to not fix this. That was hard to watch and and nerve wracking to watch, just in the sense of like the minutes load and the and the strain and the stress is crazy. It's crazy. So to win. They had to win. They got the win. They're what eight and two in the ten OG Ananobi games against a pretty weak schedule, granted, but eight and two is eight and two. That's terrific. They had to go on a run in January. We said it from the beginning. The schedule's weaker, home games, and they've gone on the run. Eight and two is more than respectable. That's great. So, like, I'm thrilled in that sense. They banked a bunch of wins. They're in a good spot. A lot to like. And I think what, what I think I hope this this conversation will pivot into with you guys is like looking at the 10 OG games as a whole and like what it's brought to the team, what we're missing, what, you know, what, like I think that's a productive conversation to have. We now have this 10 game sample that's like really interesting to look at. Starting lineup, I think, is really, really solid. And like that in the end of the day is the most important thing because the rest of it will be figured out. But we have this intervening time here. We're in this liminal space between when. We had a bench and we have none. We have none that the coach is going to trust. We have to find our way out of it somehow um, without injuring anybody seriously. Um, and while still maintaining your position in the Eastern Conference, that's a really tough balance to strike. Tibbs is always going to err on the side of winning games no matter what. And we're seeing that. Um, but how are we going to manage this as an organization? The front office coach together finding a way through this period until and unless we get someone new so that we can get through this without anything bad happening. And that's obviously not to say that injuries can't happen if a guy's playing two minutes. Of course it can. 
But I think I assume that you're all with me because, again, I am not the minutes police, but like I'm watching this and I am freaking out because it looks it, it looks like it's hanging by a thread. It looks like it's hanging by a thread. Um, that's really all I got on this game. Uh, again, I'm going to rely on you guys to pick me up a little bit, wake me up a little bit. I did get myself a drink because I think we all deserve it. So a little scotch for myself, L'chaim, to Jalen Brunson. Cheers. What do you got there, Andrew? Hey. What do you think it is, Benji? I don't know. I didn't see it. it. It's Red Bull. Yeah. You know, that's what I really need to get through this. But I mean, uh, you're with me, right? Like, what a grind. Holy cow. I saw the bones. So the the biggest. Hold on. Say what you said again. I talked over you. My knees are sore from watching. I, I think there's like five or six Knicks that have some pretty sore knees today, too, which is the uh, biggest takeaway. Look, the the counter to anyone that's going to bring up minutes, which like they are concerning and whether Tibbs should try to make it work with the bench is like we all saw them take a lead on Monday and then he went to a heavy bench unit and the well, lead disappeared. I, you know, I... I, I my critique is more that you need to help this bench along and like be a little bit more hands-on call more plays. Like it can't just be like, throw this, like, like, like run the stuff we run. It, it can't, it cannot be. So like, to me, the question is like, are you, is this just like message sending where it's basically like, I am let, telling you loud and clear, I don't trust these guys. I'm going to throw them out there. We're going to lose the lead every time. I'm going to have to rely on my starters until you make a move. Like, is it actually like that intense where it's like a message sent to the front office? Or, and I think this is more likely, is it just like, this is he's going to try to win every game. He knows the bench isn't going to help him. And so this is where you end up. But either way, like the message is being sent loud and clear to the front office that like, this is not sustainable. And this model, now, again, I'm not, I agree with you that currently how the bench is playing, there's really not much like they will lose games. If that bench plays a lot, like they, it's terrible they're, without any offensive creation. They, they can't. But I think the coach needs to invest a little bit in that bench unit to figure it out. And I think the front office needs to act, needs to act to, to, to remedy the situation that right now I think is again, hanging by a thread. Like you're, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. And at some point you're going to pay for it, you know? So that was, that's really what I'm getting at. Like, I agree the bench isn't good, obviously, but help them out both in terms of coaching and then front office, obviously step in and make a move. Yeah. I think the only, it's not even a pushback because I agree wholeheartedly. And I liked in the, would they just play the Rockets? I liked in the Rockets game that we saw, Hartenstein play with the bench and you kind of just ran the offense through him with that Joachim Noah playbook. And he has that, that great uh, connection with deuce that play that you highlight all the time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he, there are certain things he can do. It's the lineup we saw in those bench minutes today in particular, where it was precious Chua at center and no Hartenstein, you know, there's, there's little offensive creation. And look, I agreed how frustrating Josh Hart was over the last couple of weeks, but my goodness. They needed him, huh? Should we be thankful that Josh Hart is on this basketball team? Yeah, they needed him tonight. They needed him you for know? his spark and they needed him for energy. Um, they just didn't have any. There was really little energy on this team. Um, not your usual offensive rebounding, loose balls. Like it just, they, they I mean, like nothing the Wizards did impress me. Like it, it's a, it's frankly an unserious team. Jordan Poole does ridiculous things on a nightly basis, takes ridiculous shots on a nightly basis. Kyle Kuzma does ridiculous things on a nightly basis. Bagley played well on his debut. Good for him. But like nothing the Wizards did was like, wow. Um, they're they're really taking like with the magic and the rockets, like there are things that they do defensively that like take you out of your game. Not with okay. this Wizards team. So look, the the bet as far as Tibbs coaching the bench, I agree with you. He just whether he's able to be more creative or not, I I push back sometimes on people being like, he doesn't call anything. He doesn't have an offense. He's not a... Yeah, that's false. All the things we say, they're just not true. They do run things. They're just not as creative as you might be. They do they run might things. not be able... They, they run a system. Yeah. They run a system and they run counters and sets off of that system. And obviously, he has out-of-time-out plays and has like very various play calls that he calls. But like it's generally pretty hands-off in terms of like play-to-play. 
It's like, okay, these are our, these are our general sets. And now you guys make plays off of them. And that's a, f- I, I, I like that offensive philosophy. I liked playing in that offensive philosophy. I generally coach in that offensive philosophy. Like I don't like calling plays every play, but there are certain teams when you coach that require that they require the structure because they don't have the talent to make plays on their own. And not to mention that there's not much chemistry developed yet because they just got themselves together. It's like a ragtag team of guys from different teams coming together. So like, I, I really, I do think that's a fair critique of like what he's done with this, like throwing out OG with Deuce and Grimes and Precious. Precious. <laughs> it's like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you expect these guys to do to create offense? What are you doing to help them? That's part of what, coaching, man. Like, what's the I, advantage creator? Like, who's the advantage creator in that lineup today? You know, th- there is none, and so it's like, okay, so like, let's maybe run a run a floppy action for Grimes to come off, where at least the center has to come up now and take away. Now maybe you have the pocket pass. All of a sudden, you're working downhill four on three, like an elevator set, something. We're like, okay, let's create a three. Like that's still possible. Like create a three pointer for one of your good shooters. There are good shooters on the floor. Uh, and what it ended up being is just like pull up three after pull up three with not like there because there was nothing there. And it's an interesting point. Like maybe he pulled, maybe he should pull Hartenstein earlier, reinsert him with the bench so that at least you have that hub to work around and DHOs and uh, delay actions. I could, I could see that. I could see that. But how much more can Hartenstein play? <laughs> like, so, but like you said, and, and, this yeah, is ahead. where, uh, and this, oh, this is, this is not going to devolve into like if we had a different coach. I'm not even saying that. What I am going to say is if he was more comfortable with Randall in a small ball lineup where you don't need a true center on the floor, you could then bring Randall in for Hartenstein, play OG at the five, or just play small, and there's your fix to the minutes. Coach. Oh, I, I, yeah, those lives have looked terrible too. Like not, he hasn't played Randall at center to be clear, but like the Randall as the only creator hasn't looked good either. Like but it's just, it's is just it better mess. than Precious Shua, Evan no, Fournier, Quentin Grimes? Agreed. So like Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know how much room there is left to like maneuver. Um, I, I agree that he maybe should, should mix up the lineups more. And that goes to my point where it's like, it's almost like he's sending a message. Like I need a, I need a guy off the bench. That honestly <laughs> is my bigger takeaway. Cause look at it feels like, Think of the guys we're talking about that, that he needs to get creative with. Deuce McBride wasn't in the rotation a month ago. And he's not going to be. Chua was taken out of the rotation like he's, in he, Toronto. He, he is telling you. Evan Fournier didn't play, to, didn't play minutes until tonight. You know? He's telling you loud and clear that he is not going to trust Deuce when it comes down to it. And he's not going to trust Precious. So what, where, do, where do they go? I mean, they're going to have to, they're gonna have to do something. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Well, let, let's get let's get some super chats in here because uh, excuse me, sir. We I have a sponsored it. segment. We need oh to hell yeah! First. Let's do it. Let's okay, do that because we'd like to say a big welcome back to the fine folks over at Prize Picks. Hey, we're gonna do a betting and sweating segment. If you'd like to play along with us, especially on, I know you're not the biggest football fan, Benji, but. The big game is coming in a couple of weeks, and we need to prepare for the big game with the rounds leading up to it. Neither of our teams, although I will say Sean with a W is a Ravens fan, and his team is very much in pole position to play a lot of meaningful uh, football games over the next month. So if you'd like to play along with us, uh, go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash KFS. You 
bet up to 100 bucks and or deposit up to 100 bucks. They'll match it and you can play along with us. That's prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So here are our picks tonight, Benji. So Dante DiVincenzo, I took in over 19 and a half points and rebounds. Dante DiVincenzo had 19 points and three rebounds. So well I hit on mine. Okay. Uh, then we go to Sean with a W who took mm-hmm. Corey Kispert, 9.5 points. Guess how many he finished with Benji? Eight? Ten. Oh, he did. Okay. Yes. So well Sean, done, Sean also hits his over. Then XJ, 12.5 points from Denny Avdia. Avdija. I say that name wrong every time. No, I Avdia. Avdia is right. You got Avdia? it. Avdia? Okay. Mm-hmm. Denny Avdia. 12.5. You know how much he finished with? 11. 13. Oh Hit the over on a pick and roll that happened <sighs> in crunch time when the Knicks were playing unserious. Uh, and then <laughs> you want to talk about unserious. How many times did we see tonight the Knicks overpass and it just like in, in the paint and there mm. was so much traffic and Brunson was trying to get it to Hartenstein. He dribbled it off his leg, right? Many so times. So Mensa tonight took Isaiah Hartenstein over 8.5 points. Wah, wah. Isaiah Hartenstein finished with six points. And I know where the other three points could have come from. Many times we saw that the Knicks had a turnover uh, on such play. The Knicks with 17 turnovers tonight. Uh, six by Jalen Brunson. Had a great night tonight, but up until yeah. about nine minutes in the fourth quarter, we were no, it was it was a fourth quarter performance. I said I said on the on the playback, I had him at like a at a B minus C plus type of game. And then before the fourth quarter, and then it became an A <laughs> because yeah. he was he won the game. At the end of the day, he won the game. Like they yeah. don't they won the game without what he did in the fourth. So absolutely, well, all right, three out of four, four man. Three out of four. We'll take it over at uh, over at the betting and sweating crew one last time. prizepickscom slash KFS. Use code KFS for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Okay, Mister Big Thread Ben is your show. Let's get to the super chats. Let's do it. <laughs> we got first yoni golad what's up yoni hey guys this is getting crazy with the minutes someone has to have a talk with tibbs at this point whiz at home shouldn't be a 40 minute game for starters yes the minutes are getting crazy agreed someone has to talk with tibbs probably but i will say that this did have to be a 40 minute game for the starters because i don't think they win it unless it is um there's just not much. There's not much coming from the bench now. Maybe again, someone has to talk with Tibbs about how he manages this this non bench, about staggering his guys better. Hartenstein spending some time on the second unit to Andrew's point, running some more plays. I think would be helpful. That's the talk that they have to have with Tibbs um, to try and manage this situation until and unless a move is made. Um, but yeah, it's it, this is outrageous to play a back to back with that minutes load is crazy talk um and it's gonna have to have to change i think i mean maybe they'll get away with it but i i think you're asking for it so i agree with you yoni thank you for the contribution <laughs> steven b Garame, what's up steven stevens sorry he says ugly w however seeing jeremy getting cheeky with it at msg made this one's easier to digest man this was wild so it happens to be that I'm on watching play on uh, on the playback, uh, and we have the we happen to have the league pass feed instead of the MSG feed. And so for those who have league pass, you know that like they show the in stadium entertainment at the breaks um, because there are no commercials uh, in game. So I'm we're watching the you know usually we just talk through it and we're just we're chatting about who knows what and all of a sudden there, there's some djs playing at msg um during one of the breaks and i'm like is that jeremy code like dancing like that can't it couldn't be and i went back on uh i went on to my where i'm recording the game on my phone and i went back and lo and behold it's jeremy cohen breaking it down um dancing his heart away out there and it was the best thing that I saw all night by far. So, yes, Stevens, to your point, thank God for the Jeremy jig to um, make this night a bit more tolerable as was happening. Uh, it was hilarious, utterly hilarious. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's on both the KFS, uh, KFS feed and mine. It was outrageous. Hey, Benji. Yeah. In case people missed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, I love you. Jeremy, I love you. <laughs> this is, we're playing this after every single 
Nick Swain. This is officially <laughs> the new thing. And the music is perfect. It's yeah. just too good. It's too good. <laughs> Jeremy, we love you. I I mean this in, in so much love. You gave us a gift tonight. Thank you so much. A gift from the heavens. Yes, we love you. They Jeremy. should show it Thank to. They should show it to the players post game to make them feel better. This is uh, what got them. Got, this is what ignited Jalen Brunson. Is are those guys going to be in ice baths for the next forty eight hours? These poor, poor guys. Just replaying the video over and over again. Oh my god, it's too good. Thanks, Stevens. Yeah, truly the 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 pinnacle of the night tonight. Appreciate the contribution. Haitian Ferg, what's up, Haitian? Always, always good to hear from you, my friend. Quentin Grimes makes life harder with games like this. DiVincenzo is exactly what we wanted from Quentin Grimes. Tibbs has no other option but to play starters 40 minutes on a back-to-back. Front office needs to make the trade ASAP. Minutes will catch up. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah. Um, Grimes, look, uh, I think he'll always provide really solid point-of-attack defense, but he's got to make shots. And in fairness, he has been making shots. He had an off night tonight. Um, But his value stems from his point of attack defense and his three-point shooting. He doesn't yet do enough elder things to justify a big minutes load unless he's making shots. But like, it wasn't a good night for him. Uh, you know, I think shooters like DiVincenzo was, was like two for nine, and then he just kept shooting because he had the opportunities to keep shooting. And eventually his percentage goes up because he's a good shooter. Like volume... Like, I have no question in my mind that Quentin Grimes is a very good shooter. He's proven it on the NBA level. Like, the more volume he gets, he's going to make shots. Like, I, it's hard for me to blame him for an 0 for 4 night from 3 and get upset about it. Like, that's the nature of being a shooter who's not getting a ton of minutes right now. Like, I do believe that if Quentin Grimes was still in the starting lineup, he'd be making shots. But, DiVincenzo's been better than him. DiVincenzo's shooting this year has been elite. One of the best in the league. Um... He has a bit more variety in his shots, including range that allows the Knicks to do some different things offensively than what Quentin provides. Um, And he's a bit more versatile in terms of his handling, although sometimes turnover prone and he's his off ball defense his his roaming, his turnover forcing is all really valuable. He's been the better player. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but Quentin Grimes is still good. He still provides value. He should be playing more minutes. Seems like he's going to get traded. So that'll be the end of the conversation, Haitian. But um, it wasn't a good game for him. I wouldn't like, I'm not too worked up about it because I think you get him enough shots, he'll make enough shots. Um, But on the minutes thing, we've already talked about it. Like, yeah, the the front office is going to have to, is going to have to act here to preserve OG's life, (laughs) to keep him alive and well. Uh, Thanks for the contribution. Will Oliver. What's up, Will? XL. Yes, I believe I started my post game with just a XL. A win is a win is a win. Thank God for Jalen. Man, thank God for Jalen Brunson. Uh, he is he's a marvel. How many and ones has he had in the last in the fourth? I think he sat he had two or three in, in against Houston and had two or three tonight in the fourth quarter. He just wills himself to the rim late. It's impossible to guard. He's so he's so shifty. He gets his body into you. And for the first three quarters, he really struggled. He couldn't make a floater, couldn't make a mid-range shot. He had plenty of good looks, just maybe didn't have the legs to kind of get those get, get those going. But the will, and it's obviously the talent, but the will to just keep coming over and over again, no matter who Washington was throwing at him, or Houston for that matter. Um, it's just he's relentless, and he was banged up. And is banged up and he just he's relentless and he is he's a godsend man for this team, for the city, just for the fan base. We've been waiting for this guy for a very long time. Thanks, Will. Kevin Danishevsky, what's up, KD? So weird that you also got not so fun Pistons win. You know, it's not weird, Kevin. It's not weird because my co-workers here should have my best interests in mind. They're trying to kill me. And preserve John. John needs a rest day. You know what, Macri? The Knicks are out there playing 45 minutes every night. You can do back-to-back post games. And you can take the Wizards. Next time, give me the Rockets game. Unbe-freaking-leavable. I'm sort of joking. Thank God for JB. DiVincenzo and OG were good. Everyone else sucked. Does Randall go out this summer? (laughs) What's... (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank God for JB. 
DiVincenzo and OG were good. Yeah, let's go. I mean, we can talk about OG a little bit. Um, everyone else sucked. I didn't think Hartenstein sucked. I, I thought he was, it just didn't have, didn't quite have the punch and the energy he's had uh, over the, since he's, since the OG chair, well, since he's been starting, really. Um, and then does Randall go out this summer? Like, I don't, it depends on the opportunities that present themselves. I don't really know the answer to that. I'm not going to pretend to know the answer to that. My guess would be no, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I don't think the Knicks are are invested in him. I think the only untouchable right now is Brunson on this team and OG because they just got him. And they love OG's fit next to Brunson. But I don't think there's any other untouchables, including Julius. That's based on both the reporting that we've heard and just based on my own opinion of the matter. Uh, and, and, and he shouldn't be untouchable because he's not a perfect fit and he's a very flawed player and we love him for the reasons we love him. We hate him for the reasons we hate him and all the things we've said about Julius a million times. Um, on OG, man, like OG, it's funny. Like he plays 45 minutes and like he, it, it sneaks up on you. Like you kind of know he never leaves the game, but it's not like Brunson where he's handling the ball and making plays on him. He kind of he spends a lot of time standing in the corner. <laughs> so he goes lots of offensive possessions without you, you barely see him as a spacer, but he just never leaves the game. So it's kind of a different grind than it is for Brunson. Like Brunson playing 40 minutes is at his size also. And like the amount of stress that he has to go through to, to make plays on, on a play-to-play basis in some ways is different than what OG has to do. He'd be quiet 45 minutes, um, but it's still a gazillion minutes. And he's just been really good, man, since he's been here. Like as advertised on defense, although got back cut a couple times tonight at, at, at unfortunate points of the game. Generally, just though, covering a ton of ground, guards whoever you need him to guard, um, disruptive hands and passing lanes, like all the stuff that we knew about him. Uh, just the general, the size makes such a difference. He's he's just um, yeah two blocks tonight. Uh, he's he's the real deal on defense, and he's making his corner threes. And that's, you know, the the occasional drive where he kind of throws his body into people. There's not much nuance to his driving game. It is simple. It is direct. But I think that's okay for this offense uh, with the first unit, at least. In fact, I think it's healthy how direct and simple it is. It's either it's a drive. It's either a drop-off pass or he goes straight to the rim, throws his body at you and tries to finish and gets fouled occasionally. And it's all been good. When things get more complex with his drives, he loses his balance a lot you'll notice he falls down a lot like the the more movements required the less effective he is the more direct and simple the better um but i think that's all been healthy for the knicks uh it's just it, it the only time you kind of you're left wanting is when he's leading a second unit and he just can't make anything happen that's not really his game so everything that we expected and more from, from og ananobi thanks kevin Brett Wright um, seems to have just made a contribution, which is very nice of him. Thank you, Brett. We appreciate all the support. Kevin Levitt. Uh, What's up, Kevin? To quote a great poet, don't matter if you win by an inch or mile, winning is winning by the great Dominic Toretto. Yes, Vin Diesel always been known for his flourishing English. His... Um, he's a man of many words and uh, and poetry. Um, yeah, look, it, at the end of the day, no question about it. it it's the same win in the win column as it were if the, this game was a 20-point game from, from the first quarter on. Um, it's just a question of the minutes. It's just a question of the minutes that, this, that these guys are, are having to play in January and whether or not that catches up. Now, I'm not a scientist. And again, I'm not the minutes police. Uh, I'm okay with guys playing 40 occasionally. I'm okay with guys averaging 36, 37. I haven't seen like amazing evidence that it leads to more injuries. Um, obviously, the more time you're playing, the more chance you have, the higher chance you have to to step on someone's foot. Like uh, that's true, of course. But like in terms of like the wear and tear, quote unquote, I'm not convinced that like the difference between 34 minutes a game and 37 minutes a game is so incredible. But I I'm watching this team in the fourth quarter and I am sensing tremendous fatigue. You can you can watch it. it's in front of you, it's in front of you. So a win is a win, but in an 82 game season, every game affects the next game. Um, and it's early yet. And we are we are asking a ton 
of these guys uh, and their bodies. So that's the concern. Thanks, Kevin. VR. What's up, VR? Thank you for the chat and the contribution. The Knicks need to stop with the ISO crap and move the ball. I don't know who, but they need someone who can beat their defender off the dribble. Uh, well, they have um, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle who can beat their defenders off the dribble and do often. Um, I generally think that the idea that ISO equals bad and ball movement, movement equals good is like leftover. I mean, it's like Hoosiers, like leftover. Like it's not always true. It's not like our basketball minds have been trained to think it is always true. Ball movement is good and shifts defenses. But at the end of the day, the goal of offense is to create advantage, to force help, and then find off of that. How you create that advantage can be through ball movement, and it can also be through isolation. At the end of the day, it's about drawing help and then making plays out of that help. The Knicks do a really good job of that, even without being a high, heavy ball movement team. And by not moving the ball, all the time, you also limit your turnovers, which is very important. So uh, saying that, and that is part of the Knicks philosophy, and their offense has been excellent um, for the last year and a half. So with that, I thought tonight was was too simplistic and too ISO heavy with the starting unit, even with the starting unit, certainly with the bench, which we talked about earlier, but with the starting unit, it seems like they were just ground down to their, to their base instincts for Julius and Jalen. That's just drive the ball, drive the ball, ISO, drive the ball. There wasn't much movement. There wasn't much action. It, it really kind of got down to their base elements. And that, I think, was a result of fatigue more than anything else. Because the Knicks do run stuff and they do move the ball. And since the OG trade, they've, they've passed and moved the ball better than they were before. So um, I don't agree that they need to stop ISOing. They're going to ISO. Both Julius and Jalen are good at ISO. They're good at drawing help and kicking. That's important. It's part of their offense. It's always going to be part of their offense. That's okay. They do need to incorporate more ball movement at times. Tonight was one of those times. And I think in the playoffs, the simplicity of the ISO ball gets harder to to manage. And they need to maybe diversify the offense more. I do agree with you there. In order to become a successful playoff offense and to help Julius Randle out a little bit, who has struggled in the playoffs. So I will will agree with you there. But like Jalen Brunson isolations should and will be part of this offense as long as he's here. Um, thanks. Appreciate, appreciate the chat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bill Peterfriend. Thanks, Bill, for the contribution. Bench scoring. Now, the depth is gone. Oh, yes, it is. The depth is a thing of the past. The depth is a thing of the past. The depth is in Toronto. Uh, Toronto lost uh, tonight to the Chicago, though. And it looks like Quickly and RJ both struggled a bit. Um, But they're good basketball players, and they really helped. And they're gone. And the coach does not trust Deuce McBride, and the coach does not trust Precious Chua. Um, and I don't think that trust is going to come anytime soon. So the, the front office is going to have to act, and I think they will. Sooner rather than later, hopefully. Because, again, I'm getting nervous with the, with the usage here. Thanks, Bill. Dom Cappuccini, the great Dom Cappuccini. What's up, Dom? A win is a win. 25 and 17 is nice to look at. Damn, it sure is. Just don't ask how he got the 25th win. <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep and pray to the Lord. The Knicks trade Woj bomb will be on my phone when I wake up. Hey, man, uh, as long as it's the right trade. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, assuming nobody gets hurt and like we get out of this, we make the move that we're going to make and we get to the playoffs. Like no one's going to remember how and the way we won this Wizards game was by playing our guys 40 minutes each. Um, and again, at the end of the day, that's that's the object of the game. You play to win the game. 
Tibbs, more than any other coach that I've ever known, plays to win the game. Hell or high water, doesn't matter what it takes. There's no long-term thinking, um, for better or for worse. That's the coach we have. Every game is everything. And I think it's brought tremendous structure and culture to the Knicks that they were lacking for two decades. And I think in that sense, he was a godsend to this franchise when he came on board. Um, but there are costs and downsides to that attitude in an 82-game season in the modern NBA. And the question is, will there be any kind of adjustment here? Is this just what it's going to be until the front office makes a move? Um, that scares me. That scares me a little bit. So we'll see. I, I, I wonder if it's expediting the front office who I maybe wanted to be patient until the deadline. And I wonder if this is if this is rushing them a bit more to make a move. And if that's the case, my only hope is that it doesn't rush them to the point where they make the wrong deal or a negative value deal. Um, because that, that has not been their MO. They don't want to do that, but they do want to preserve their assets. And uh, it's, it's a lot of minutes. Thanks, Dom. Grady Bowen. What's up, Grady? Thank you so much for the, for the super chat. True one TLT John. In college and don't have money to spare, but love KFS. Andrew, you know what TLT is? What am I missing here? True first time, long time, John. Oh my God. Is that something that people say a lot on this? Yeah, it's a Robert Cross special, whether oh. it's farts or one TLT. I also feel so bad for Grady because he, he, he's like, he spent his money that he hard earned college money that he doesn't have a lot of and wanted to talk to John. And here I am. Here I am. Grady, I'm going to try to answer your question to the best of my ability and then I will make sure that John answers your question also. Yeah. Um, in college, uh, sorry, think what people miss with grime stuff. The team needs change over time. Used to be only a point of attack defender. Now have OG way different than Mitchell Summer. Team needs change over time. Darn it, Grady. I'm not sure I fully understand your question. Um, I you, you are correct that the value of Grimes on ball defense has been diminished a bit on this team with the addition of OG Ananobi, who's one of the best there is at point of attack defense. What I will say is that Grimes is not redundant in the sense that his point of attack defense, I think, and what I've seen of OG already since he's been here and he's guarded Maxi and other point guards is I actually think Grimes is still better on those kind of jitterbug point guards than OG is on the ball. So that if we were ever in a playoff series against Philadelphia, um, for example, I'd be interested in a closing lineup that involved Grimes or at least a large segment of the game where Grimes is guarding Maxi, so OG can be off the ball guarding Tobias Harris or maybe have some time on Embiid or whatever it was. Um, or Dame Lillard. I mean, if they were in a series with Milwaukee, um, I think Grimes is the best option on Lillard. And he's shown to be pretty solid on Damian Lillard. Whereas I'd want OG on Giannis, right? So there's value there. He does something better than anybody else on the team. And that is his point of attack on point guards. But that's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's niche a little bit and it's one area and he's no longer the best shooter on the team because DiVincenzo is. Um, and so there is now a little bit of, obviously the front office feels this way, a little bit of expendability, which is why I think you're seeing the rumors that he is going to be traded and all signs seem to be pointing to a trade. Um, I think he probably wants to be traded and fairly, fairly so. Um, so I, I hope that addresses what you were trying to ask. Um, feel free to like shoot me a DM or a KF or something. If, if I didn't answer your question correctly and we'll make sure John answers it. Cause this was supposed to be to him, but thank you for the contribution. Thanks for being a KFS fan. Thanks for spending your money on us. We appreciate it, man. Hush Z what's up. Hush. Such a blur win, but thank you, God, for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah, man. It's um he's amazing. He's just amazing. He he is a force. He is a star. He is a stud. Um it makes sense that we had Villanova night tonight in the garden. 
a Philadelphia school came to Madison Square Garden for a Villanova night. We employ three of his college teammates, one of which is barely an NBA player whose greatest value to the team is defensive three-second call-outs from the bench. We employ three of his college teammates. His father is an assistant coach. We tampered to get him. We are doing a lot in this organization to make sure that Jalen Brunson is happy. And you know what? It's all worth it. <laughs> Villanova night in the garden. Have more of them. Have a second one. Every night can be Villanova night. Because maybe when contract extension talks are up, he'll give us a little discount. Don't think that's not on the front office's mind too. The whole organization right now is predicated on making Jalen Brunson happy. And this is why, because he's freaking worth it. He's worth it. Hush is back. Game seven NBA finals in two days. Can't wait, man. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy night. It's going to be a crazy night. Um, hopefully the Knicks have knees and ligaments left to play um, to play Toronto on a game that's going to have a lot of energy. The crowd's going to be buzzing. Um I know that RJ and Quick can't wait. <laughs> um, it's going to be weird. It's going to be emotional for a lot of people. Uh, so there's going to be. I, I hope the Knicks have the energy to match all of that, all that, all everything that's going into this game. I hope the Knicks have what it takes to 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 make it into what it should be, um, which is hopefully a really great game. To I don't know. It just would feel right if it's a good basketball game under under these circumstances. Um, it's going to matter a lot to me to see it. I, 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 I'm certainly sentimental about those guys. I've been watching every game, as you guys know, if you follow my account, like breaking it down, what's going well there, um, what's not, how they're playing, what it looks like. Um, it, it's, it's a big game. It's a big game. Uh, so it's going to be really, it's going to be great. I'm excited to hush. Thanks. And a third from the hush. Watching Deuce try and break down a defense is pain. Yeah, like, look, Deuce is not a point guard. He's not, guy. Like, he's not a backup point guard. He's not a starting point guard. He's not a point guard. He's a wing. He, he's just an offensive wing. He's never going to be like a pick and roll maestro. He's a secondary creator of anything where like you could pitch him the ball and he can maybe run a second side pick and roll and he can attack closeouts decently and like, He's got some craft in the pick and roll, but like it just takes him a long time to get there. He's not breaking down any defense. Um, he's not seeing passes. Like it's all kind of in his own area to try to get a shot off. And if if he's running your offense, it's going to be ugly. My point is, okay, so help him out. Like, what are we running to help him out? It shouldn't be watching him dribble around trying to create. That that's not to me. That's not good coaching because you're expecting. You're expecting something to do something, someone to do something he can't do. He's not capable of it, right? It's like the waiter can't be the chef. Like two different skill sets. Like so, so find find a way to make things easier for this unit, so it doesn't look like cert, like like they're they're. It's like performing surgery. It's it's so brutal to watch them try to create offense. And like there are ways to ease that a little bit. Like it's never going to be great. They're not going to score at a high level, but like there are, there are plays in the playbook. They exist. Where like not, where teams that don't have a lot of creation can create advantages in different ways. That's all I'm asking for. By the way, there was a play when OG was the only starter in, or, or you know, and, and, and he's got Jordan pools on him. And it's like, okay, throw him in the post. Just like, like get him in the post and they're going to come double. Like they're gonna come double if OG's on Jordan Poole in the post. And when they come double, okay, now you kick, now you have an advantage, and you can play off of that. Something to create any sliver of advantage to move the ball off of. And now you have open shots, not 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 deep contested off the dribble threes, but like catch and shoot potential for Deuce and Grimes, who can shoot. We didn't see any of that. So that's frustrating me a little bit. It's like yeah, you're right. It's it's painful to watch him try to break down a defense. Okay, so don't ask him to. Don't ask him to. Thanks, Hush. Brandon Kohler. What's up, Brandon? Thanks for, for, for jumping in. 
Brandon says, truly blessed to watch Brunson. MVP-like impact and grit. Frustrated he has so much offensive responsibility day in and out. Real help won't come at the deadline. I, I think real help is coming. I-, I do. But to your point, like there are Bruce Brown rumors out there. That's not the help I think we need. Man. I think we really need some ball handling. Bruce Brown is like kind of a Josh Hart type, not a great spacer, not a great ball handler, but like does a lot of little things, can screen well and roll well and gets loose balls and is a pretty good finisher at the rim, a great floater, um, but not really what this team needs. And to your point, yeah, it's like it's crazy what Brunson has to create in the fourth quarter and he's doing it because he's freaking unbelievable, but it informs where the front office needs to be looking here. What type of player, what fit? Like, you need somebody who can run a functional pick and roll and make a play. And the names that are out there that can do that, and I'm not going to get into like ranking who's who. Maybe someone will ask and like, what, which, who's the right target? Tyus Jones had 12 assists tonight or 13 or something. He's one of them. He's a really good passer. You add Tyus Jones to that unit, you'll get better shots. You just will. Like, he just runs a good pick and roll. He's a good passer. He's not a great offensive player, but he's good enough. Been a solid backup point guard his whole career. Again, forgetting the financials right now, and and you know I leave that stuff to Jeremy Cohen, the, our great dancer and capologist, and John knows that stuff so well as well. Mensa knows that stuff really well. Um, but I'm just talking like on the court fit. It's got to be Tyus Jones, Brogdon, Fitz, Terry Rozier, Fitz, Clarkson, Sexton. Uh, you know the, some of the names that are out there. Like I don't know who's. You know, Utah's winning a lot of games. I'm not sure they're looking to sell. Um, but those are those are the names, like guys who really can can run a functional pick and roll and and set things up for this team and make plays, create advantages off the dribble. Um, those are those are the guys we, we need to look at. Thanks, Brandon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.